0: Welcome to the latest edition of 68 Chatting Moments presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Today, we catch up with former Villanova star Scotty Reynolds about his last second heroics to beat number one Pittsburgh in the Elite Eight of the 2009 NCAA Tournament. All right, now pleased to welcome in uh, one of the heroes from the 2009 NCAA Tournament, former Villanova star Scotty Reynolds. I know it sounds like a long time ago, Scotty
1: yeah, I didn't, I didn't want you to put the year that, that made it sound so long ago, man.
0: You're 33. You're 33. You're getting up there. You're, you're in Croatia right now. And, (laughs) and uh, I want to, I want to go back. Let's go back to that tournament. That was your junior year. And uh, you guys had a pretty good season that year. I think you ended up, I don't know, like 26 and seven or something like that. And uh, you started, do you remember like the start of that tournament and playing American University. I know they all blend together a little bit, but do you remember that tournament run and how it started?
1: Yeah, I, I remember the tournament run, but more so than the tournament run, I remember, like, the Big East run. Got it. Right, the Big East was so tough. And, like, you had so many teams just battling each and every each and every night or whatever, you know, three times a week or whatever it was and you would have teams that would go from like you know top 5 to like maybe not even ranked and then coming back right back after cuz you're always playing a ranked team you're always playing like a really established coach so more so than like the tournament run it was more so like the journey through like the whole big east and then uh the tournament run cuz i think that that the the big east tournament or the big east um regular season prepared us for that that run in the tournament for sure.
0: All right. So you, you get through American University in the first round. I think you played maybe at home. It might have been at Wells Fargo. Um, it was. It was tough. So you got that one. For sure. Then you get UCLA. And like I don't know yeah. if you knew then what that backcourt was gonna be. Drew yeah. Holiday and Darren Collison. Like <laughs> like seriously, two dudes who've played all, an NBA All Star and another guy who's played you know, since in in the league. And uh, you guys, like, crushed them, crushed them.
1: Yeah. So it's funny because the American game, I felt was so much harder in terms of this, right? That we played, for the people that don't know, like, we played a lot of our games at Wells Fargo at the time. It was Wells Fargo. And we could only play a certain amount of games that year. Because then if we played over that amount of games there, then it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a
0: sight for us. Oh right. That sense? right. If you play a certain amount of games, you're not allowed right. to play there at home. It's called the home right. court, basically. Right. So we we
1: deliberately didn't play as many games there just so we would have a chance to 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 have that home work, work court work in the system. Home court That's called work yeah. in the system, Scotty. Right. But the problem was when we played American it was so hard because every, it was like the whole arena turned on us. It was, everybody was cheering for American. It was like, it was, it was so weird because we never had felt that before. But, you know, when we went into the UCLA game, like, you know, they had so much history, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we knew about, you know, Josh Shipp and, you know, Darren Collison and, and, you you knew about them, but then looking back on it, you didn't know really about Drew as much as you do now. Uh, They also had Drew Gordon, who, you know what I'm saying? We had, uh, I think they had Lee. Uh, They had a couple other guys that were, like, highly talented guys. Drew's actually, like, one of my best friends now because we played together in Russia. So that that game was, mind-wise, mentally, it was a little bit easier because we could just go out there and play, and we knew, like, our fans would be, like, with us. But, you know, we just – it was just one of those things where we just felt so comfortable in that gym, in that arena. And, you know, they were coming, like, across country too, so it wasn't that easy for them as well.
0: So you get past them. It's pretty easy. Now you're going to the Sweet 16. Um, And you've been there before, right? You've been there the previous year, Sweet 16, for you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? We got
1: smacked – I think we got smacked by uh, Kansas.
0: Right, right. That's right. That's right. So this one – You're going in. Obviously, uh, you got to get past this Sweet 16. You got Duke. You got like a good Duke team. I mean, Shire, Singler, Nolan, Lance Thomas. Like they're pretty loaded. They they may not have that like one uh, Greg, Paulus, Paulus, and Shubek. Like they they're really good. I forget what they were. Were they like a number two? I think they were two seed, you were three seed.
1: Uh yeah, something so. like that. Because yeah, Pitt was, was the one. Like
0: we'll get to Pitt in a minute. What? Pitt was the one seed. I'm pretty sure Duke was the two. You guys were the three. So it's kind of considered a little bit of a of a toss-up game. Because you guys were good. Like, like you had a lot of really good players on, on that team, on that Villanova team. Um, what do you remember about that Duke game?
1: Like, like you're playing Duke, right? So, like, you have the history, first of all, right? And it's just like, you, you want, like, not a lot of people get a chance to play against a Duke, right? So, it's like, this is your chance. And not to mention, like, I grew up playing against, you know, Nolan Smith, you know what I'm saying? Like, from the D.C. area, you know what I'm saying? Um, same with uh, Dwayne Anderson and... Dante Cunningham, there we're like we're all from the same area. Not to mention that when i when I lived in Chicago, I was always competing against John Shire. I was always competing against him. And then Lance Thomas, I was always competing against him as well. Like we were the same class. We were McDonald's All Americans together. So there's like a lot of like I would I don't know. I mean friendships, but it was also like those basketball friendships that you just like. That yeah, you're with guys like over you time. On the yeah, yeah, but it, it's like it's like it's a whole different level now. Like all that stuff didn't even matter at the time. So I just remember us just being so like excited to be able to to come back to the Sweet 16 because we got basically we felt like we got embarrassed the year before or when we when we lost to Kansas. And that summer, I remember us just always that like. I remember Coach just always playing, like, that video of us just getting beat and beat and beat. And that was, like, all we kind of focused in the summer about was getting back to this point. And hopefully, like, uh, that work paid off and prevailed us to even higher stakes. So that was really what I remember the most was just being able to have the opportunity to get back to the Sweet 16, but then also being able to have the opportunity to compete against a Duke. With all the history and, and and obviously going against Coach K,
0: were you surprised that how easy that one? was? I mean, again, you get past UCLA easy, and that backcourt. Now you kind of do the same deal against Duke. I think you beat him by like twenty plus.
1: Yeah, like, but it's like people say, like you you say it so easily.
0: Like. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying it. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, I know. I know.
1: no but 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 the thing is, is like you like we had like a, it, it wasn't our games that we won. If you look back on them, they weren't like pretty wins. They weren't like, they were very scrappy. They were very like, like mucked up type of games. And like, that's how you win. That's how you win an NCAA tournament. Like you got to just be consistent and be, you know, uh, you know, stronger, tougher mentally and physically than the other team. And knowing that it's not going to be pretty. And if it's not going to be pretty, how are you going to win? So I think more than that it was like when we were up I felt like we were just so scared that we just wanted to keep going we were so scared that they had so much firepower that we just wanted to we just wanted to like to finish it finish it finish it.
0: So that's in Boston. Uh the next game you got Pittsburgh. And you're familiar with Pitt, right? All those dudes, I'm sure you knew LeVance and Dewan Blair and all all those dudes cuz you guys kind of grew up in the same Area in the Northeast and and have played against them in, in the Big East battles. I think you played them once earlier that year, maybe and beat them. If I'm not mistaken, I don't remember.
1: I don't remember, I don't remember because it was it was before that year. You know, it, they stopped they stopped doing where you played everybody twice, right? right? So it was like some kind. Of, sometimes you play like if we played like maybe Syracuse twice. Georgetown twice, just because there were like more marquee matchups, you know, yep. money wise. So I can't really remember that.
0: What do you remember going into that game? Like that—that's the game with the final four in the line, Scotty. You got Pitt; they're the number yeah. one team. They're—they're they're the best team in the Big East that year in a loaded Big East with really good guards. And Pitt's known for their toughness. We know that. Like Levance was tough.
1: Yeah, for sure you knew going into it what it was going to be. Like you didn't have to guess if you were gonna hit shots or it was gonna be pretty. Like you knew it was gonna be like a hard fought, tough, like gritty game. No, like you just knew it, right? And you knew it from both. I think uh, for us, like we respected like uh, their experience, the stuff that they've been through, uh, how they executed at the end of games how unselfish they were like they 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 had guys like dixon coming off the bench they had guys like brown coming off the bench that were just like guys that were just gonna come in do their job give energy and nobody was like trying to like take the shine from anybody And so we respected them like tremendously because we we felt like we were the same way like we felt like we you know i think a lot of people like say okay scotty was this and but like for our team it wasn't that like i was just as important as the last guy on the bench
0: no you guys were a good balanced team you were like you had a lot of guys yeah like we had we had guys that people don't really know that were like
1: really good basketball players like dwayne anderson
0: you know he
1: could really do like one through four reggie redding Redding, one through four shane clark you know, two through four, like, you know what I mean? Um, so we had a lot of guys that were just so unselfish and they were like really good basketball players, like IQ wise, you know what I mean?
0: Before we continue that interview, I have to let you guys know that it's that time of year again. We waited two years for this moment and it's finally here. March's biggest tournament is back. Gonzaga's getting ready to run the table. Slippers are being fit as we speak. And our partners at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, are putting our listeners at the center of the action. How? If you bet $4 on an underdog in a select game this week, and that underdog wins, you win $256. That's right, $256. Here's how it works. Download the app now and use the promo code FIELD68 when you sign up. Scroll through the list of select underdogs, bet $4 on them to win, and cash $256 when they do. There's no better way for you to put your college hoops knowledge to use than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So remember, the code is FIELD68. That's FIELD68 to turn $4 into $256. For a limited time only, must be 21 years or older restrictions apply go to draftkings.com for details gambling problem call 1-800-gambling that game again we don't want to fast forward too much but i mean it's close it's close down the stretch um what do you remember about what led up to to the final couple plays when obviously LeVance makes those free throws?
1: Man, it was just a lot of just back and forth. And you just knew that, like, like, we always, we had this saying, like, always tapping at the stone, right? Like, always tap at the stone because you never know when it's going to, when it's going to break. And and we always had the saying, like, you know, your truest character, you uh, shows up in the toughest situations like we were these are the type of things that we were like always constantly the coach was like constantly reminding us of so like we were in it like everything that he was saying and that like we were in it so um I feel like we were we were very calm and poised but also was like we had the confidence to like go make plays even though plays were maybe not the best for like for example like you had plays like I don't know, I had, like, I remember I had, like, a, a bad, like, coast-to-coast layup, or we had, you know, some bad passes, even Reggie's bad pass, you know, we'll get to that probably later, but Reggie had a huge, long pass, and Reggie's one of my best friends, but, like, I had so much confidence in him that, you know, and everybody, that we, we were going to find a way to make it up somehow.
0: So, um, any any good stories Throughout that game, I'm, is there a lot of trash talking going on between you guys? I figure there probably is. No, there's not. Pitt and you guys, not a ton.
1: Nah, like I wasn't, I wasn't really a trash talker. Like,
0: yeah, I, it, I think like, it come more from duwan du- Blair is the guy I would think would be talking nonstop. No,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't really remember too much yeah. trash talking because I just, I feel like everybody was so much so locked in. I might, I might just be. Forget. I might just not remember. Yeah, but, yeah. like, for me personally, like, I never tried talking unless somebody was going to talk crazy to me. Yeah. And, like, you know, that was really it. But I think I feel like there was, like, such a, like a respect level between the two teams that it wasn't even really about that. We wasn't going to, like, let that energy yeah. – uh, we wanted our energy to come somewhere else, you know what I mean?
0: What happened there? We'll cut that. Um. All right, so – so we get to where Levance hits the two free throws with like five and a half seconds left, ties mm-hmm. the game. What mm-hmm. what's what's going through your head? What what you know? Obviously, Reggie Reggie imbounds the ball. Um, kind of what's going through your head is as, as as he takes the ball out underneath.
1: That uh, that uh, he doesn't throw another bad pass like before. <laughs> <laughs> Like I I don't think people really remember that though. Like you know, uh, first of all, like I said, like Reggie's like one of my best friends to this day, um, and he's probably one of the smartest players like I played with to this day. And so, uh, for him to be taking the ball out at that situation, it's it's not an easy situation, right? But we but we knew what we needed to do, so like we had the mo- like we had the most confidence in that, right? So, in that. In that moment, like there wasn't like we were scrambling or anything. Like we knew exactly what we wanted to do. We just didn't know what, what the outcome was going to be, right? If that made sense. Like so, if he made when he made the free throw, like we knew exactly what was gonna like what we exactly what we were trying to do. We just didn't know what the outcome was going to be.
0: So he he throws that pass and he kind of just throws it up to Dante. I mean, like mm-hmm. Dante's got to go get it. Not the mm. not the greatest pass. I, I think it was almost like people wondering whether he was going to get a five second call.
1: Mm, I, could, I mean, yeah. I but I think like what I said before is like us having the most confidence in each other. That 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 part in our mind, you weren't that part in like what what, what what you what everybody was seeing, like it wasn't in our mind. You know what I'm saying?
0: Was it drawn up that way though for him to get the ball to Dante? And Dante to give the ball to you, and and you be able to, to go with space like that. Like, was that literally the way the play was drawn up, Scotty?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Really? And, and and
1: and it's this. And like we would do this play like all the time. Yeah. All the t- like like the, in the practices, we would go through like our our ten game. Second, whatever in the game situations or whatever, and it it it. It all it, like it didn't happen. It never ended always the same way. Sometimes it was a three.
0: Right, Sometimes
1: right. it was like a bounce pass or something like that. We we never knew how it was going to end, but we knew like where everybody was going to be. So you can like, read the situation of who was going to be where. So that was more about it was more about being in the positions and then coach giving us the confidence to like to read the defense.
0: So Dante gets it and he gives it to you. Is it just full yeah. speed ahead at that point, Scotty? Is it just, hey, <laughs> I'm going to try to get to the rim, and if I can get there, great. If not, I got a decision to make with maybe a guy on the wing?
1: Yeah, um, for me at that time, like, I wanted to put pressure on the on the defense, and I didn't want to set up for a jumper. Uh, you know, I, I feel like in my career I had, you know, times where I like – I had jumpers that that gave us the win or gave us the lead or gave us the tie, or whatever. But um, in that situation, I just wanted to put pressure on the defense. And, um, you know, I don't know if I made the right, the right call or not. Like you had, like I could have dumped, I might've been able to dump it to Shane and him go up and like that, that kind of shot wasn't really my shot really. That wasn't really my, my type of, my, my, my type of shot so for me you know it was a little bit different but at the end of the day like I, I just wanted to put the pressure on the defense maybe try to get a foul if I couldn't get a foul you know what I'm saying but that was my that was my mindset going full speed I, I knew like I knew when Dante caught it I was going to have the space to
0: to go Yep.
1: to go because I was going to have the speed you know what I'm saying so w-
0: was it crazy Scott, I mean like you, you put your team into the final four in Boston, Villanova fans everywhere. Like this is like what you dream about growing up, isn't it?
1: For sure. Like this if anybody tells you anything different they lie lying as a basketball player growing up, you know. Yeah. Uh the biggest the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I remember more than anything was just like just how happy we all were like as teammates. Like you can see like I remember like when I was running like I was running away from everybody but like everybody was just so happy and and it wasn't it wasn't like just because I made the basket it was like it was like because of us like what we accomplished together. And also I would just remember like I always wanted to make Kyle proud. Kyle Lowry. I always wanted to make um, Randy Foy proud. I always wanted to make Nardi, Will Sheridan, Curtis Sumner, yeah. Alvin Williams. Like I always wanted to make those guys proud. Um, and I never knew if I was or not. Uh Kyle's mom proud because he, you know, like I came there and he left and I, I I was number one. And like I just wanted to make them proud. You know what I'm saying? I feel like everybody wanted to do that. And to this day, like, you know, Kyle's like a, a, a huge part of my life and somebody that I can always turn to. And um, so I just remember that moment of just like being so proud of us, the program, and the guys that came before us.
0: How did it – well, before I ask how did it change your life, give me the best uh, story after. Like, could be something back at Nova, you going out partying – maybe sneaking out when you weren't supposed to before the final four I don't know there had to be something good
1: um the biggest thing the biggest the biggest thing that happened was i think it was on that monday or tuesday i can't remember i go to class i go to class and somebody somebody took the took the seat from the arena and asked me to sign the seat and like, I thought that was so funny. Like, I, I mean, I, yeah. that's just how crazy it was. Like, I don't know if you, like, I haven't seen a lot of footage or whatever, but I would just remember you could see when I make this shot and just the whole, the, the whole crap, like from an overview, yeah. just how crazy it is. Yeah. And I, I don't know how he got, he probably jumped up and ripped it out. Like that's how crazy it, it was like when you see it from an overview, but that was probably the craziest thing that I, I witnessed is that the seat was in this guy's possession that he was sitting in and he wanted me to sign it.
0: Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, how did that shot change your life?
1: I don't know. That's hard to say, man. Like, I don't think the shot changed my life. I think the, that the, the year changed my life. That makes sense because I the relationships that I built with the teammates um they last forever, right? So some of my best friends are uh still from like from that team. And I know that and every it's just this not just me, this is anybody like from that team or any of the teams that I play, if they ask for anything, if they need anything, we know that we can count on each other to like find a way for us to come through for each other and whatever that it may be. So I think, I don't think that shot changed my life. I think that the relationships and the journey that we went through as a group changed my
0: life. Yeah. Cause you did. I mean, you guys went through some adversity that year, no doubt about it. Right. I mean, you did individually, the team did and to finish that way. Um, again, I think Villanova has got some of that. Anyway, you look at all the teams over the years, I think that's one thing Jay Wright has done an incredible job of uh, with that program is, is making sure people are connected, right? Different eras, different teams. Obviously your team was close, but I think he's done a great job of doing that overall.
1: Yeah. I I think that that group, you know, was together for two years and we experienced we experienced like some success, uh, going to the Sweet 16 but um, us being together for two years we just knew what 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 everybody was, what everybody wanted and it, there wasn't like we always knew like what was what everybody was going to give on a, on a nightly basis so we already knew who we were we just had to like put it all together and sometimes it doesn't work sometimes it doesn't work out that way you know what I mean and sometimes it does and I'm just thankful that it did
0: well, listen, we we appreciate you joining us, Scotty. Uh, one of the 68 uh, greatest uh, shining moments in NCAA tournament history. <laughs> I know, you know, you still look like you're, you know, 23. So you're, 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 oh, still, man, young. <laughs> you're still looking young. Don't worry. I so. wish. I we wish. appreciate you joining us, my man. And uh, we'll talk soon.